But moving on to probably the best division in football um, after a couple, you know, not so great teams. Um, we've got the NFC West. Um, we have uh, some differing opinions on who leads this. So I guess we'll just go in the order we have it in the dock here. Um, so the Niners, you've got at 13 and four. I've got at 12 and five. So we both have them pretty good. Pretty good. They look pretty good. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty good. I mean, they're... Good on most fronts. I think their line is great. They got Trent Williams, so that helps a lot. Um, replacing immediately the loss of, what was it? Uh, what's his face? Stanley or Staley? Staley, I think. Staley. There's a Stanley, there's a Staley. So I, think I, it's, I think it's Staley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Joe Staley, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. So immediately replaced him with a really, really good left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um when do we get Trey Lance is sort of a big one but I to me it doesn't matter a whole lot for their record I think it gives them an edge against certain teams but ultimately I still expect them to be pretty competitive with Jimmy G yeah I I did have them at 13 wins on my first pass and ended up docking them one of the games the Chicago game I mentioned uh, earlier on but Mm. yeah I have them winning most of their games Um, (laughs) I have I have Tennessee beating them I'm like I just feel like Derrick Henry just gets them there in week 16. But, yeah, like, I have the Rams beating them at the Rams and at Arizona, at Seattle. Like, I have them splitting in the division because the division's good. And then, yeah, like, Kittle healthy, Debo healthy, Ayuk, yeah, the combo of Mostert and Sermon. There's just a lot there. And then this ground game is already absurd. But once they get Trey Lance in, like, defending the this running offense like this run attack is going to be just hell for defenses oh yeah I'm, I'm pretty excited i uh i watched a really interesting video i might have mentioned it earlier um t- but i don't know if i mentioned it on here was uh, basically kurt warner breaking down trey lance hmm. um and it was I from a few that. months ago it was from a little while ago uh and he basically said that this guy is uber talented yeah. um he is he's making a few read errors uh, and just like his processing and making reads, he's mm-hmm. not like great at it yet. But ultimately, you know, he can be very, very good. Uh, he had him ranked as his fifth quarterback out of all of them, mm-hmm. which still isn't like right. bad per se. Like, no, not at all. <laughs> what I think, uh, what my takeaway from that is that you know, if this guy is having trouble you know trying to figure out which read to make first which was the part of the problem is you know there were some where he should have started on the left and worked his way right and there were some where he should have started on the right and worked his way left and he was flipping him around but what i also saw was him trying (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and he's got a football iq he knows he's working with shanahan that's like if (laughs) If you don't think Shanahan is going to tell him exactly which way he should be processing each and every freaking play out there, when he gets in there, I'm not too concerned. I think he's going to be. Yeah. I, I understand some hesitation. He, maybe he's not great at reading defenses yet, but he's also like 20. Yeah. He also didn't get to play very much last year. At all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that like little sliver of a game, but yeah, <laughs> it's pretty much been a year since he's played. So. So I'm totally okay with them not starting him week one. I really am. But I also think that he should be the starter by year's end. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, like, if they did decide to start him week one, he starts with, like, Detroit and Philly, which, like, I know. Not, not a bad intro to the NFL. Not like, a bad intro. I think, <laughs> I think 
I, I'm not sure what their plan was, but him like hurting his finger like definitely tampered any excitement for him to like start right away for sure. Yeah. So, but no, this team should be good. Um, twelve or thirteen one team. Yeah, this division at the top is going to be so competitive. Like, I feel bad for the Cardinals because they're good, but like they're in the hardest <laughs> division. So, like, with there is a there is a chance we get all these teams in the playoffs, but like I feel like we probably get three of these teams in the playoffs. I think we most likely get three. Like, like that's a lot, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, that, like, there's at least there's seven now, but there's like a there is a possibility all four depending on the rest of these divisions because like. Outside of the division winners, like, not as, like, the AFC is so much better than the NFC. Like, the Packers are going to win their division. Buccaneers probably win theirs. Like, Cowboys probably win theirs. None of the other teams in those divisions, like, Mike, like, none of them could be, could, could compete for wild cards potentially. Like, it could be all four NFC West teams and then division winners. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but anyway. It's a good division. Yeah. But let's move on to the Rams and our guy. I'll say your guy, especially uh, Stafford. My guy. My uh, guy. Man. <laughs> my man. I oh, love my Stafford. Man. I'm so happy for him. Even though it makes me sad that he didn't bring one home to Detroit. You know, he's amazing. And mm. I'm really excited to see what him and McVay can dial up. I have some concerns. Just to me, something on the offense just doesn't seem right. And it might be Akers not being there. Mm-hmm. It might just be that I don't. Maybe I have a bad evaluation of, like, Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. There's just, to me, there's, it feels like there's something missing on the offense. I mean, I've got a little bit of O-line hesitancy. Like, I think that's... That's definitely, yeah, that's a part of it. Um, I still ultimately think they are a double-digit win team. Yeah, we both have them at 12, right? Yep, we have them at 12, which is pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'm just so excited for Stafford to be on a good team. God, what could it be like? (laughs) I can't even imagine. Uh-huh. He's like, wait, I, I don't have to go down and win the game for us? He's like, no, we're up by 30. I'm going to put you on the bench. It's the third quarter. You're good. What? What is this? He's going to be like, wait, I don't have to play with like a broken shoulder? <laughs> oh, my God. Did you did you stub your toe? All right, get the other guy in. <laughs> oh, Stafford. The I hope he has the it. life that he deserves. Yeah. So I'm looking at their like depth chart. The, the question mark is center, which I think might be why your radar is going off. Because it's like their centers on the depth chart are Brian Allen and Coleman Shelton, which I don't know how much they played as of the last couple years. So, am uh, I? Yeah, that, that's the, probably it, huh? Because yeah, the, they've got good guards and tackles, like with like Whitworth, Havenstein, Edwards, Corbett. Like, but it's just when there's a question mark at center, like the flag goes off in your brain, like, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, yes, they have Whitworth. Note Boom was a good backup, right? Yeah. Isn't he? He's like a solid backup. Mm-hmm. And uh, Corbett and Havenstein, Havenstein. Yeah. Note no Boom's a good pass blocker. But yeah, like, That's right, yeah. yeah he filled in. I think he filled in well when he, whenever he's been, like, called in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the, the guards are your decent, especially Corbett. He's solid. Um, I think Edwards played well last year, too. But yeah, the, this, this, the center spot, that's, like, that's the question mark. So... If that can go well, I think this team's in for a good year. Like, Sony and Henderson, I think, are a good enough combo to make it work. Like, the, no, uh, Acres being out is such a bummer. I know, I know, like, the amount of, like, oh, how much do running backs matter? But, like, Acres matters in the sense of, like, him versus Henderson and Sony. Like, that would have been really nice. 
So I really think that McVeigh had an entire book just for Acres. <laughs> he had to throw away, and I feel so bad. Yeah. Or but, put on the shelf till next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really hope he comes back okay. That would be such a... Yeah, I don't even want to go there, but yeah. Yeah, um, yeah Cup like Cup and Woods should both have really good years, I think. Um, I'm cur- I'm really curious how he and Hitch... Like, that's my biggest... Like, un- like, I'm confident him and Woods will be great together. I'm confident he'll get the ball to Cup a lot. Um, really unsure about the third receiver. Like, if it's Van or Tutu or whomever. Um but, like, because Tyler Higby's gotten, like, hyped throughout the offseason as, like, a later tight end option or, like, outside of that top seven-ish, whatever the group is. But, like, how, like, is, is he going to pepper him with touchdowns? Like, who knows? But, yeah, should be a good team. Um, because Daryl Henderson is definitely, like, the bruiser you put in at the goal line for your one-yard line situation. But Higby's also a red zone threat. So they yeah. do have two like, when Cooper they're Cuff's down there. Cooper good in the red zone, too. He is. He's yeah. very underrated in the red zone. Uh-huh. So, again, good team. I'm excited. But next up, we've got the Seahawks, who this is where we differ a bit. You've got them 11-6. I've got them 13-4. and um, So, I actually have them uh, on top of the division here. Yeah. So. Now, I'm going to go through really quickly since all of my, you know, records got deleted. I'm going to do a quick Seahawks right. one here and see if I end up in the same place. Because my losses are at San Fran. At Pittsburgh, that one was close. I almost had them at 14 wins. Like, that, that Pittsburgh one was tough. And then I have them losing at the Rams. And then at Arizona at the end of the year. Just because I've ended up split with the division a lot. Um, there weren't... The only other one, like, unless you don't have them splitting with the division. I'm trying to think what other ones you'd maybe have them losing. Potentially, like, Washington or, like, Tennessee. But I remember going through the Seahawks... All of these teams, because all of the coaches are basically like a game of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> that That's what happened. Okay. Now I remember. So, McVeigh beats Carroll. Yeah. Carroll can beat, I think, Shanahan from time to time and Kingsbury. Shanahan can beat McVeigh, though. And then Kingsbury, Kingsbury? I don't remember. Can lose and beat any of them. <laughs> oh, so, wait, who, so who, who does who does Pete? So Pete, Pete, Pete beats McVeigh. No, no, no. Wait. McVeigh beats. Oh, McVeigh beats Pete. Okay. Yeah, McVeigh beats Pete, and Shanahan beats McVeigh. Gotcha. So do you have <laughs> do you have Seattle losing both Rams ones. I think I I don't know if I have them losing both because one is a Thursday, and that's my like quintessential. If you're gonna let the players play on a Thursday with no game plan, then I'm gonna take Russ. <laughs> that but. tracks so yeah anyway I'll, i guess i'll kind of go through my yeah if you um, want to go through real quick let yeah. me just put this together mm-hmm. so like the big kind of debate with seattle is what their game plan is this year in terms of does their new oc want to um like do they pass more this new oc i forget his name at the guy from the rams um does he make them pass more or does he succumb to pete carroll's whims of wanting to run the ball a ton because the shoddy firing like that was like we talked about with Carson last week like he wanted to pass more and people run more and there's a disagreement there so maybe bringing in the guy from the Rams signifies hey they want to pass more um they did get Gabe Jackson from the Raiders again puzzling move by the Raiders but that was a huge improvement because their O-line at times has kind of been a weak spot for them so giving Russ protection like okay Russ can move and scramble but giving him protection is always like a good plus, like protecting your quarterback, you know, 
most of the time a good move. So, like, if they actually give him the, like, reins to the offense to sling it to DK and Lockett and now Everett and Eskridge and whomever, like, I think it, they should pop off. Like, I'm expecting a lot from this team. Like, they, I, I they need to quit over, like, underperforming, and I think they might finally do that this year. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. And they've got a, a decent enough, their defense came on last year a lot, or, like, their first half defense versus second half defense is like two different squads. Like, because <laughs> it, it was like completely, yeah, it was like target of target, and all of a sudden they like turned it around and people kept targeting them. Like, no, you don't do that anymore. So, like, I think they continue from that. I think they stay turned around back to the better defense that we know them as. So, like, and if their defense deteriorates into Dookie again, like, maybe I won't pick them as much, but the offensive line improving and the defense probably continuing from last year, like. And getting an actual tight end, like I, I, I'm excited. They so. do, they do have an actual tight end now. Uh, the Gabe Jackson move was really huge. Yeah, for me. that's like the biggest one. <laughs> that's so important. Oh my goodness, because now I think they have two competent linemen, or at mm-hmm. least two. It was zero. To it ha- became one. Now it might be two with Russ. I mean, didn't they also add? Uh... Is it Wait, three? No. I'm sorry. I thought they added Witherspoon, but he's with the Steelers now. Maybe they did add him, and then he's not there. Yeah, let me see, take up their linemen. So their current projected starting lineman group is Dwayne Brown. So Right, so he's good. one. And then Damian Lewis, Ethan Pokic, Pochich, Gabe Jackson. I think it's Brandon Pochich. Shell. I don't Pochich. know much about him. I yeah, don't I'll, think he's bad, though. Yeah, I'll dig into him real quick. But, yeah, I mean. And then Brandon Shell stinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a jet. Um, so he he Damian, was a jet. <laughs> yeah. Damian Lewis um, is solid, apparently. And then Pochich. Mixed bag. Okay. But, yeah, Dwayne hey, you Brown know and what? Jackson are great. It's better? Yeah, it is better. better. Yes. <laughs> better. Damian Lewis is a good run blocker. So. Mm. Yeah, so I'm I'm just afraid that this OC they got, Shane Waldron, is just to, there it is. Is just putty. To, putty for yeah, I guess that's the big Pete thing Carroll like, to chew. Yeah. You know, we know what he know he loves is chewing. That's his thing. That's that's my biggest concern, which ultimately I don't think affects the record very much, but it might affect fantasy a bit, uh, especially the passing game and Russ. It might lend a little bit more to Chris Carson, um, but ultimately I still like DK and Lockett and oh, yeah, Russ quite sure. a lot. <laughs> yeah, Lockett's getting drafted pretty low, so he's been a nice... Uh, value throughout the offseason but he's always drafted too low oh yeah he gets slept on people are like <laughs> oh he's inconsistent but like what about when he gets you he wins you a week single-handedly like when he gets you that's worth a lot points. yeah yeah that's worth a good amount if you can get the, if you can nail that spot but love him for dfs for that reason um and then moving on to the cardinals who are at the bottom of this division but if they were in any other division would definitely compete for the division or at least like have a much easier path to a wild card um You've got them 10 and 7. I actually hovered around. I originally had them 11, and then I ended at 9. So around that 10 wins, I think, is the right spot. Mm-hmm. But Kingsbury is like the wild card in it all for me. <laughs> I know. He's I the Charlie Day of the yeah. It's Always Sunny <laughs> West. <laughs> I yeah. got the breaks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm, I Also, like, I think the, the receivers after Hopkins, like, that's interesting, too, like, is AJ Green like still NFL caliber? Like, is it was last year like 
some nagging injury and some disdain for the Bengals, and is he going to be right. fine this year? Like, there are times where he didn't look great, but, you know, like, maybe he gets turned around. He's apparently looked good from what we've heard out of camp. Um, Rondell Moore looked electric in the preseason. He did. Christian Kirk has his moments. Like, he's... If if Christian Kirk becomes, like, a rotational guy, that's a lot better for this team, I think. Um, and then Zayvon Collins, perfect fit from the draft. Um, their defense... That was, like, a, their big issue last year, too, was their defense. And, like, they have definitely improved that some, too. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. Watson ladder of his career, but he's still helpful. Um, oh, yeah. And then Malcolm Butler. Um, again, some guys who mostly just are now to having their moments, but they will help this defense. And then Zayvon Collins seems like a solid option to improve this team as well. Oh, yeah. In fact. And Rodney Hudson from the Raiders. Uh-huh. Of course. Rodney Hudson. Right there in the center. Mm-hmm. That line is now better. Uh, I have concerns about their run game, you know, sans Kyler. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just the, just the health and stability of their one and two. Yeah, Chase Edmonds <laughs> is going to be really fun for some games. But, like, I'm curious, like, when and how much they get James Conner involved. Yeah. I unfortunately cannot see Chase Edmonds playing every game. If he does, um, like that'd be awesome. But that yeah. would be awesome. He's probably a really, really good fantasy asset if he does. But I think mm-hmm. most people are banking on him playing about half, half of the games, because that is kind of his track record when he's given this position. Um, yeah, like they literally might just like ride one guy till he has to miss some games, ride the other guy. Like, and we talked about like Eno Benjamin at a couple points of like, hey, like behind these two who have not been durable through their career is like. Keep an eye on Eno Benjamin because he's good. Like, before last season, because, like, if he would have come out, like, I don't know if he was able to, but, like, if he had come out, like, a year earlier, he would have been a way higher draft pick. He was super hyped, and then, like, mm-hmm. he just lost all the hype. But And he's the a good fact player. that he did make the roster as yeah. a seventh-round pick, like, the following year, I think is pretty impressive. So, yeah. there, I think there is a chance he sees some action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would not be shocked if we, like, get an Eno Benjamin start at some point. Yeah, in this year, I and do I'll, have. I'll be all I that. think uh, my my hottest take is definitely somewhat Cardinals related, Ooh. but this defense, man, is if you remember, this is my, my I always compare teams to this, but that Saints team. Yep, that won I knew the that Super was Bowl. coming. That Saints yeah. defense. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Hella sacks, hella interceptions, a lot of yardage given up. Yeah, big that's plays, okay though for days, but plays for days. I think. This could be like a top five scoring defense. Like a nice fantasy D. Exactly. Yeah. I also think Zaven Collins is a will be in the conversation for defensive rookie of the year. And I'll tell you why. Because he lines up on the left side, right behind JJ Watt, who's uh-huh. the defensive end, which means JJ Watt is gonna contain the outside of every team he goes against and occupy that tackle on the right and Right in between there is your, you're going to have a little Zayvon Collins. Mm-hmm. He gets to piggyback off of J.J. Watt occupying potentially two linemen at once mm-hmm. because that's something J.J. Watt does. Zayvon Collins gets to sneak right in there and get sacks. This guy might have a ton of sacks as a rookie. And I'm not saying he's like, you know, an all-star. I'm saying the, the situation and the fact that I do think he is pretty good um, and he was one of my favorite linebackers in the draft ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of hype for this guy. Yeah, I 
So, sneaky, yeah, they, they've got they've got pick. a good amount of talent. What'd you say? <laughs> Sorry. Sneak, sneaky little pick there. <laughs> yeah, no, they. I think because I mentioned with the Chargers defense putting teams behind and letting your talented defense kind of tee off. Like the Cardinals could do that. They could get two scores up on you in a hurry, and then yep. the defense gets to be aggressive, which is what those things did. They would get up on you, and yeah. then the defense would pick you pick you apart in big plays and just get hella aggro. Was that right, was that yeah, Greg Vigo Williams? Up. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they give up 50 yards, but they, then you throw a pick. Yeah. Shit, there's Byron Murphy or Buda Baker. Marcus Golden's a good – yeah, I mean, they've got – they have guys at every stage now in the defense, and I'm I'm pretty hype on them. I, I think they're being – they're one of the most slept-on defenses, and it's not uh, – J.J. Watt isn't all of it. It's mostly that he's going to be occupying potentially two linemen because he gets double-teamed a lot. That's like kind of what teams do to JJ Watt. They double team him, <laughs> especially when it's a three, like it's a yeah. three four. Yeah, and oh, it yeah. opens it up a lot for their linebackers and safeties for sure. Yeah, like I'm looking at Arizona's schedule. I'm like, okay, week three, like at Jacksonville, like they could potentially give Lawrence a sort of bad time if they get up on Jacksonville right away. Oh yeah, and then I mean, to me, Minnesota. Minnesota is a perfect example of Kirk Cousins might have 500 yards passing and 17 points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the card, yeah, this will be because like the Cardinals defense, they'll be a DFS target for me. I feel like now, cause like they'll never get expensive cause they're not like going to be like good enough, but like they'll be able to accrue those points with, you know, sack fumble pick occasional touchdown kind of thing. It's- Especially after week one, because yeah. Tennessee is good, and they're yeah. going to... Tennessee is not, yeah. not a team to target with a fantasy defense. No. That doesn't work. <laughs> but after week one, mm-hmm. Minnesota-Jacksonville, mm-hmm. hello, hello. Definitely gets a little more interesting, for sure. <laughs> but anyway, I think that finally wraps up our uh, <laughs> recap. This will be broken down into at least two episodes. So at this at point, least. probably listen to like, the second episode, if not more. Um, <laughs> depends how much work I feel like putting it on that front. Um but yeah, um, I'm excited to get into the season now. Um, I'm curious how much like these outlooks were, will change by like week five. But yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Oh, I did want to ask, where do you have Kyler ranked among fantasy quarterbacks? I thought you were pretty high on him for some reason. Um, I could be misremembering. I was not okay this year, and okay. it's not. Uh... I knew you were one way on. I can't remember if you were like pretty high or pretty holding back. I was holding back a little okay. bit. I'm just, I have a little bit of anxiety about the play calling, uh-huh. but um, that's about it. I mean, I think he's right in there with the best. Mm-hmm. But yeah. For me, he's be, he's a little too high to draft, um, <laughs> which is funny because he's really short. <laughs> uh, but he's, uh, <laughs> like, he's getting drafted really high, and I just think I, I'm ultimately just down on most quarterbacks this year. Which I guess that's a hot take in and of yeah. itself. There, there's the siren for it. But I, quarter, there's so many good quarterbacks. Unless you uh-huh. are in a 20 team league, but <laughs> like or Sam like Darnold is flex. not being drafted, and I think Sam Darnold is startable week one. Zach Wilson's not being drafted. I think Zach Wilson's startable week one. Tyrod Taylor's not being drafted. I think he's startable week one. Like there's at least there's probably five guys not being drafted that I think you could start week one. So in my uh, league that drafted the other night, so I've got Trevor Lawrence, and then I've also got 
Kirk and Tua and Zach Wilson, and like I'm trying to decide which of those last three to start. I'm like, this is kind of tough. That is pretty tough. Uh huh. Ooh. But, I mean, if you have a stack with Kirk, that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if I have any uh, stacks with any of them. I've got I've got the stack with Tua and Waddle. Okay. But yeah, TBD on who I go with there. But mm. <laughs> yeah, got me some Zach Wilson there. Like I think it's my only Zach Wilson share. I'm starting him in a lot of leagues this week. <laughs> I mean, hey, it's Carolina. It's Carolina. Uh-huh. But thank you all for tuning in to our uh, healthy length uh, preview <laughs> of the teams each season. It's, I think it's a good way to break them all down uh, before we get into the season. And uh, It really can, gives you a nice sort of feel for the team. Yeah. even It's really helpful for us, I feel like, too. But, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. You can find us on Twitter and TikTok at Mozzie and Muscle. Finally posted a TikTok video, by the way. Um, hey. So it's going to be a lot of DFS related content on there this year. I think that's a good format for it because DFS, a lot of it is like quick, quick hit take stuff like that. And so the TikTok works for that. Um, and then our website is uh, mozzythemuscle.com. And um, you can, of course, I mean, if you found the podcast, don't need to tell you where to find that because you're already here. So thank you for tuning in. And we will be back pretty soon with our uh, week one preview.